everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Well, today, team, we are going to take a trip, a road trip. I want you to, to just, in your mind, think about you behind the wheel of a car. And this car is a nice car. It has a beautiful windshield. It's a bluebird day. You're driving down the freeway. Everything is, is great. Your, your playlist is like, you know, thumping. And man, you're just like, all oh, right, I feel so good. And you decide to change lanes. No big deal. You know, you quickly glance at the mirrors and put the blinker on and you ease over. Then you hear the proverbial, ah, ah, and then you quickly readjust. You're like, oh man, I didn't see that person. They were in my, say it with me, blind spot. Blind spot. How often do we deal with blind spots when we're driving? If you fly an airplane, there are blind spots in an airplane. You drive a boat, blind spots. In marriage, there are blind spots, right? Our family has blind spots. The quarterback, if we ever play football again, has blind spots. Today, that's what I wanna talk to you about. I wanna talk to you about your blind spot and my blind spot because I'm gonna tackle a subject that is one of the most important subjects we've ever gone after in the history of Fellowship Church, definitely top five. I'm gonna talk to you about your world view. Did you hear that? your world view. Here's what's so odd about a worldview. A worldview is something that all of us have, yet few of us are really conscious of this perspective, this comprehensive, panoramic perspective from a particular standpoint. We're just we're just kind of oblivious. I mean, I doubt seriously over morning coffee that you and your spouse and your kids were talking about worldview. We just sort of live. We live by a set of lenses. So many people wear glasses. And when I put these glasses on, it changes my perspective. There are all sorts of glasses, cool glasses. You know, the cool crowd wears glasses, Johnny Depp. Back in the day, Elton John, Bono, LeBron will always wear shades even at night. (laughs) I've never been that cool. I've tried, but I just can't do it. I can't pull it off. They're reading glasses and polarized lenses. And if you wear glasses a lot, I'm sure like many of you do, sometimes you just forget you have the glasses on. Have you ever done that? I have. It's embarrassing. Where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? I have them on. And the worldview is so, so similar. This panoramic perspective of life that we have. It, 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 it is who we are. There is basically one worldview out there. Only one. It is living for Jesus Christ. The reason I said that is because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So he's like, I'm it. There, 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 there are really no other worldview options. And then he also said, you will know the truth 
and the truth will set you free. Jesus is the worldview. He has the best worldview in store for your life and mine. Isn't that great? I mean, that's, that's something to celebrate. If we could see the worldview that God wants us to walk in, we would fall flat on our face and go, wow, that's absolutely stunning. So I'm gonna get you to think how you think. I wanna describe to you why and how you make decisions and also how to pinpoint maybe some inconsistencies or some blind spots or maybe a blind spot you have in your worldview. What if I ask you, and this is only for those here who are Christians, I know we have some who aren't, and we welcome you, we accept you. Remember to kick tires and test the waters, and I believe if you hang around here long enough, you'll become a follower of Christ. But I wanna direct this question to Christians. Why are you a Christian? You ever thought about that? Well, of course, we can give some answers, but one of my answers at the top of the list would be because Christianity is a worldview on another level. Christianity has the most consistent and greatest worldview from here to eternity. Worldview, worldview. We have something like 50,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot. All these thoughts, all these ideas. When we're born, you know, one of the questions we ask ourselves after we've grown a little bit is like, why am I here? Did I just emerge from a bowl of bioptic soup? Is it just a bunch of random molecules moving around? Or am I made in the image of God? Matter, because there's matter, means there's matter behind matter. You got stuff, there's stuff behind stuff. Things have a beginning, and if you have a beginning, you have a beginner. A design has a designer. And the Bible says that man is without excuse when it comes to the ultimate reality. God says that we're made in his image and he revealed himself to us. God is truth. And that's what we're looking at today. There's a battle, friends, over truth. God is truth. He doesn't contain truth. It's intrinsic to who he is. He's given us his word, the Bible. The Bible is truth. The Bible rolls out universal, absolute truth. Also, God is stamped his awareness on our conscience. You're like, come on, Ed, are you serious? Yes, I am. Romans chapter one, verse 18 and following. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the what? At all of our campuses, what? Truth, yeah. 
by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made. The worldview, your worldview, and my worldview is everything because it affects all things. It's pretty much how you view the world and how the world views you. So God has this worldview. It's a Christ-centric, biblical worldview. And most here would go, that's me, Ed. I'm on that train. I, I have a biblical worldview, dude, yeah. The other worldview, and I can describe it, the Bible doesn't call it a worldview, but it's, it's where man is at the center. It's a naturalistic, materialistic worldview. It basically says that all of a sudden, here we are. It rises and falls so often by the theory of evolution. What's so ironic about that is if you take, for example, the 20 physical laws in science and physics, if these laws are tweaked or broken, we're dead. So science itself operates by absolute truth. Sometimes people say this, they'll go, you know, and I know you've heard this, what you believe is true to you and what I believe is truth to me. So your truth is as valid as my truth. I just gave you an illogical statement. I just made an absurd statement. When someone says there's no absolute truth, just ask them, is that absolute? <laughs> we live by absolute truth. Whether we believe it or not, the law of thermodynamics, the law of gravity, we live by absolute truth. We break these laws somehow or whatever, we're gonna suffer consequences. I go to downtown Dallas and stand on the top of a skyscraper, 50 stories tall, I jump off and I go, you know what? I just don't believe in this absolute truth of the law of gravity. I don't believe it, I don't feel it. Oh, I'll feel it all right. We live by truth. Yet our culture says truth is relative. Truth is on a sliding scale. And here's what's so sick about our woke worldview these days. If you look back 50 or 60 years ago, we pretty much kicked out universal truth from our educational system. Now we send our kids to school and they're raised on relativism. We've taken God out of history. We've taken God out of science. We've taken God out of mathematics. We've taken God out of psychology. God is the beginner. God is the source. God is the truth behind all of those subjects. But, because of our selfishness, because of our pride, 
We put ourselves at the center of our worldview. And then we wonder when we turn on the television, we wonder when we go online why right is wrong and wrong is right. Truth. Is there truth that is universal in every situation and circumstance? That's a question that you have to answer. If the answer is yes, because God wants us to think rationally. And again, I want to help you think why you think. I want you to think how you've forgotten and because many of us have forgotten how to think. Are, are you feeling me? I want us to think about this because when we get this down, when we get this right, and this is a very complex and deep subject. I'm just beginning today. When we get this down and truly live out the worldview that God desires, then we'll discover why we're here and we'll discover why we're gonna live forever and ever with him. I'll be talking about some of the world religions in this series. The world religions, for example, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity. Some will say this, and when you say this, you're advertising your ignorance. Oh, they're kind of basically the same. No. At best, they're superficially similar. They're diametrically opposed to one another because they all claim exclusivity. But if you ask me, Ed, why are you a Christian? Well, right up front, look at the benefits. Look at the benefits of Christianity in history. Look, hospitals, the sanctity of life, the sanctity of sex, true self-esteem, purpose, reconciliation, power, all those things point back to a Christocentric worldview. The other religions can't carry the water. I understand many of the people who are in these religions are sincere. I'm not doubting their sincerity, but you can be sincerely wrong. Truth in and of itself is exclusive. One plus one equals two. If that answer changes, our entire system collapses. Oh, the relativist lives by truth. He or she says, oh yeah, I'm absolutely sure that no real truth exists, which is, once again, a self-refuting worldview. What's your worldview? You have any blind spots? You see, if we don't choose a worldview, if we don't aggressively say, okay, I'm standing and living and submitting myself, God, to your worldview, if we don't do that, will be sucked into the vortex of relativism. And sadly, too many Christians ping pong from God's worldview to man's worldview. Oh, I like this, God. I like the forgiveness and grace part, but really standing at school or actually defending the faith, I don't really dig that, no. No, oh yeah, I'm, I'm all about your unconditional love, but when it comes to same-sex marriage, I'm not gonna really say anything. We shouldn't be mean or arrogant about it. We have to accept everyone. But look at our world. 
look at this secular worldview, an attack on freedom of speech. On attack, it's an attack, an all-out attack on the sanctity of life. An attack on the sanctity of marriage. An attack of race. Attack, attack, attack. Christianity is solely responsible for the abolition of slavery. Christianity is solely responsible for the uniqueness of life, for the intact family, for one man and one woman in marriage. But again, we have these thoughts. What do you do with the thoughts? Well, I'll tell you what you do. You filter the thoughts. Anybody have an HVAC system? Apartment, home, condo, castle, whatever? Well, what the HVA system does is it has some filters, right? A filter or filters, and it takes out the, 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 the crap, the bad stuff in the air. That's what it does. That's what this worldview does. So on this side, I wanna to talk to you about God's worldview. On the other side, for illustrative purposes, let's talk about the secular. If I misspell, uh, don't worry. We have these thoughts, okay? And we run these thoughts through the grid of truth. Is it absolute? I'm not gonna write the whole word because I'm a terrible speller. <laughs> is it absolute? I'll just write ab. Or is truth relative? In a secular worldview, truth is relative. Are you feeling me? Okay, okay. Now, emotion. In God's framework, in God's worldview, emotion is a byproduct of truth, of taking these ideas and thoughts, some 50,000 a day through the filter. Here, emotion is foundational. We have people who are turning feelings into facts and opinions into facts. And you try to sit down and talk to people about this, deer in the headlights. They don't get it. The Bible says the enemy has blinded our eyes. And I pray that we'll open our eyes on this journey. And I pray that we'll check out the blind spot and blind spots. What if, what if on this journey, and God's the only one who will give us the horsepower to, to do this stuff. What if on this journey, I, I exited. So you're exiting, put your blinker on and exit, you know, check your blind spot. So you see an intersection and you say to yourself, I'm not gonna stop at this intersection. That's overrated because I feel that intersections aren't good. I feel they limit me. I feel they judge me. I don't, I don't, yeah, they're, they're, I don't want to be accountable to the law. So boom, you just blow on through that intersection. It wouldn't take you very long to get injured, to kill, to maim. You get arrested because you've broken the laws if you survive those crashes. Yet that's how stupid it is. That's how stupid we can become with this whole truth thing. So feelings now replace facts. 
No, it's how I feel. Well, you know what I feel like doing right now? I feel like going home, taking another muscle relaxer, and going to bed. That's what I feel like. Because I shouldn't even be up here. How ludicrous would that be? Yet we're living our lives that way. Behavior. So my behavior is either to glorify God, that's why I'm here, or my behavior is to glorify self. That's the choice. So if I'm with this secular worldview, I take my 50,000 thoughts a day. Truth, well, truth is relative. Emotion, oh, that's foundational. It's how I feel. Behavior, oh man, it's about me. It's, a, it's about me. If you don't believe me, if you don't believe we have this issue, just go on social media. It's really tragic when you take a step back and look how we just brag and brag and brag all to the glory of me. It's about me. You see, I'm my biggest problem. Are you glorifying God? Are you reflecting him in everything you do say, touch and feel, or is it about self? And then the result of this worldview is in this column, it's holiness. And just read their wholeness. Did I spell it right? Ooh, under pressure. In a secular worldview, happiness. And a lot of churches serve soft serve ice cream. A lot of churches, every message, every song, it's just about being happy. It's just happiness. Everybody should be happy and peppy and bursting with love. I'm just gonna get my breakthrough and another breakthrough and a breakthrough and a breakthrough and a breakthrough and a breakthrough, but friends, many times God will break us down before the breakthrough. That's a humanistic, man-centered gospel. So everything you do, say, touch and feel, should have on the glasses of the gospel. Is it pushing the gospel downfield or not? That's the issue. You come up with a worldview, you're gonna ask yourself some questions. And you see how this filter works, don't you? Truth, emotion, behavior, the result. And again, all you have to do is look at our culture. Is that crazy or what? And that is where we are. Our kids raised on relativism. Dr. Fuzzy Face and his cohorts teaching that we're just amped up algae, maybe one click better than an animal. And if you really believe relativism, who are you to say murder is right or wrong? I might feel like I can go out and murder people. Oh man, don't get in my grill, that's true to me. Do you see how stupid 
how illogical young people this is. Yet we're being, we're being hammered day in and day out with a secular worldview. ESPN, secular worldview. HBO, secular worldview. Netflix, secular worldview. All the hip hop artists, for the most part, secular worldview. Every show, secular worldview. Every college, secular worldview, except those that are based on Christ. Every university, secular worldview, secular worldview, secular worldview, secular worldview, secular worldview, relativism, glorifying self. It's your problem, not mine. And we wonder what's wrong. What's my origin? How did I get here? All right. What's the problem? We start asking ourselves these questions at surprisingly young ages, don't we? And then, how do I fix it? The origin, either God made me or I'm a product of bioptic soup. But I gotta ask who made the gumbo? The problem I have, what do you think it is? Sin. That's my problem. That's your problem. Sin, please pay attention now, please pay attention, reintroduces the concept of personal responsibility. You didn't get that, I can tell. Sin reintroduces personal responsibility. We don't wanna have personal responsibility anymore. And what do we do in the secular worldview? Sin, are you kidding me? No, 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 it's, okay, I'll do it right here. It's culture's fault. God says, my problem is sin. I'm a natural born sinner, so are you. But the secular worldview says, no, 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 it's others. What are we seeing now on the news, online? All this stuff, NBA, NFL, politicians, government, lawyers, blame, 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 and more. Blame, no personal responsibility. When you accept personal responsibility for your sins and chicanery, then you'll be ready to live. It's not about others. It's not about society. It's not about my background or my family of origin. It's sin. The S word. So my biggest problem is sin. So my greatest need is, what do you think? My greatest need is because my biggest problem is sin. What's my greatest need? Well, I'll answer it for you. No one knew. Forgiveness. That's my biggest need. What does the secular world say? What is their biggest need? The secular world? Pride. 
the pride of man. Everything's about man. Oh, man is great. Man is awesome. Man is the best. That's postmodernism, looking inside yourself for truth. That's why legislation will not really do the deal. That's why education will not do the deal. Only a heart transformation. So then, sin, forgiveness, then you have humility, which is my response to God. But the secular, you have this thing called tolerance. I've got to humble myself before God's mighty hand. That is when the worldview comes into focus. So either do that, or I'm into, you ready for this? Here, here's, the, here's, here's the hip phrase, the sexy phrase, tolerance. Tolerance, man, that's the call. Woo, let's be tolerant. And tolerance from a Christian worldview is good, the correct definition, which means acceptance. We accept everyone here at Fellowship Church. Rich, poor, pink collar, brown collar, white collar. We accept everybody. We love everybody. But the new tolerance says, we've got to accept people and approve of their behavior. Yeah! We have people here who work in the sex industry. Do we <laughs> approve their behavior? No, we love them. We don't confuse acceptance with approval. We have people here who are dope dealers. Yeah, you're a dope dealer. Man, sell some more weed. No, we accept them, we don't approve. Then you have people in this whole transgender vibe, you have people saying, well, I have the same sex attraction, totally exploding the sacredness of marriage between one man and one woman. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to accept and approve that, but in our culture today, we've taken it to another level. Tolerance not only says acceptance, and approval, it says, if we don't accept and approve someone, we'll get canceled. Come on, somebody, think with me. See, here's, the, here's another issue. You weren't taught how to think in school. The educators basically are lazy. Not all, they're lazy. They teach convergent thinking. Lecture or whatever, memorize some answers, fill in the blanks, boom. That's not how to think. Convergent thinking. You're not thinking from the right perspective. You're not Google earthing your life. You're not seeing this from God's perspective. Jesus said in Matthew chapter seven, 
If we build our house on Him, the rock, it'll stand forever. If we build it on sand, it's gonna go. In this first session, please, I beg you, consider this information. Respond to the truth. Give your all, your everything to this worldview because it encompasses all things. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.